extra extra you can read all about it but let my boy pl tell you about it extra point yeah yeah extra point extra point yeah yeah extra point welcome 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 to a brand new friday edition of the extra point show your host mr pl coach are coming to you as i do each and every friday from 10 to 12 that's a.m. to p.m. Getting you to your lunch break on a beautiful Friday fall after, uh, well, morning here in Arlington, Texas. Fishbowl Radio Network is where it goes down. We're here at Globe Life Park. Baton leadoff in Studio A today. Got plenty of good programming and programmers coming on after your boys. So make sure you log on and leave it here today. Um, shouts out to Facebook Live already checking in. Rick. De La Pena saying, yeah, taking it back. Remember Rapid Duke? The ha the ha Duke? Shouts out to Duke and Jamie on the other side of the door, on the other side of the glass, getting it done for Fishbowl Radio Network. I came in today with a new Facebook Live setup. Shouts out to Duke. Had to shout him out on the intro. Shouts out to Facebook Live checking in already. Hey, mama, I love you, uh, TGIF. Shouts out to Michigan Mike, Michael Hasso, Martrice Hastings. Happy Friday. Oh, Mike, I got questions. Shouts out to my sister checking in, Stephanie Coulter. Facebook Live in the building. Uh, Drew Merriman, what's going on, Diddy? Shouts out to Jay Patrick, Mr. Imperial DJ. Make sure you catch his mix show from 1 to 2 today right here at Fishbowl Radio Network. That'll be in Studio C. Make sure you check him out. Duke, hey, you did it, bro. I told you I was going to hook you up, man. <laughs> Now, you know, the, the early 80s, that's me and my people's music. So, you know, shouts out for that one. Good job by you. Now, we got a jam-packed show today. You saw in the title, I got some more questions. And, y'all, it's been a minute. It's the return of sit your ass down and shut the hell up. It's the return. <laughs> it's the return. It's going down. Shouts out to everybody checking in on FBRN.us. Shouts out to everybody checking in on Facebook Live. If you're on the face, um, the FBRN side of things and want to follow along and join the conversation, which there will be a plenty, then you can simply reach me right here on Facebook as a public page. That is at Paul Coulter. That's C-O-L-T-E-R. Come on in and join the fray. Um, I want to start off by letting everybody know what a, what a public service announcement in my hustle voice. Um, Shouts out to Steph saying her favorite segment of the show. Oh, I'm going off today with those two. There's been a minute bringing it back. Um, I want to start off today by with a public service announcement. Now, ladies and gentlemen, today is the last day for early voting. And um, I, I saw this morning on, on my Twitters um, that the state of Texas has already registered 9 million votes, over 9 million, which is more than the entire voting turnout for the 2016 election. And we still have today and Election Day on Tuesday. So congratulations. Shouts out to the state of Texas for showing up, showing out. Shouts out to everybody in the comments that uh, has posted their vote picks. Um, I'm proud of you. I applaud you. Uh, with everything going on, if you have the right to vote and you're healthy enough to get out there and do it, go out there and do it. Um, Texas has shown up and shown out in record numbers. We'll see what that means um, come this time next week. 
Um, but I just wanted to encourage everybody, if you haven't done so, and you want to um, avoid any possible, let's just use the right word, suppression. Well, you don't want to wait till, till election day and, and, and the place that you usually vote, they got problems with the machines. They got problems with your stuff. Shouts out to Michigan Mike just voted this morning. That's what's up. There's no need to wait. Let's go ahead and get that done today. So Tuesday, you can just sit back like a stress-free OG and uh, do your thing. Um, also, house cleaning notes before we get into the meat and taters of today's show. Um, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. I know my boy Diddy had a Halloween party for, for his kids uh, back home last weekend. I enjoyed those pictures. Um, the rest of y'all, y'all doing Halloween this year? Y'all doing Halloween? Holler at me. <laughs> are y'all doing Halloween this year? You, you got kids. Are y'all doing Halloween? Jamie, you doing Halloween this year? Uh, okay. Yes, a stress for y'all doing Halloween. I'm, I just want to say if you are doing Halloween, of course, and this goes without saying, to please be careful. Uh, Mike, I'm glad you just said that. Um, you, you're... you're you're segueing into my next topic. <laughs> Way to be there with your boy. Uh, rock your vote. That's right, Martrice Hastings. Let's get out there and make it happen. Whoever you vote for, uh, just get out there and do it. Um, now, my sister says, yes, CP just told me I have to get his costume today. Okay, so that, so that um, with, with this being 2020 and everything that we've done has had to, to be altered to some degree, nothing would be more altered than Halloween because... Um, you know, we want to protect the children's, um, but also in the same breath, you want your children to be able to, to have some sense of normalcy. I mean, hell, they've been locked in the house for eight or nine months, hadn't been able to play with their schoolmates on the on the playground, on the playground, haven't been able to go to sleepovers, haven't been able to have real birthday parties um, and, and things of that nature. And, and even here in Texas, I never understood how big of a deal it was, but a lot of these teenagers didn't even get to have the quinceañeras this year. Um, because of the COVID outbreak, and I understand that. Um, so I was um, I was wondering if the parents were going to be now. Now Martrice says, "Nope, we have a bowl of candy on my table. We good." <laughs> if y'all do um, have a safe place to go and uh, to trick or treat with your kids, that's fantastic. Um, I, I I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried. Um, about uh, sending the kids out to, to, you know, up and down the street to the neighbor's house. I know there's some people that are going to have, like, bags of candy separated, um, kind of like the, the contactless delivery or pickup that you can get at, at your local retail stores or your restaurants now. Uh, if your kids are hell-bent on having a Halloween, um, then let's just make sure that we're all prudent and, um, and that when you get home, you have a special stash of candy ready to swap out all the candy that they got from, from their neighbor's so you know that the candy that you bought is going in their tummies. <laughs> Let's trick the kids this year. All they want is the candy. They don't care who bought it. Um, but speaking of, of, of Halloween, holler at me. What was your favorite Halloween costume of all time? I'm just curious. I'm trying to see something. Because mine um, comes with a story. Uh, I think I was in the first grade, and it was one of my first um, Halloween get-ups at school where you, you get to go to school dressed up and, you know, pass out the candy and and all of that stuff. Shouts out to Langston Moore in the building. Uh, you letting Ladybug um, trick or treat this year? She's about that age. Uh, shouts out to Mo from Madlocks and Mo. Um, you can check them out every Sunday 
from 6 to 7 right here at FBRN.US. Some very talented, creative, and articulate, intelligent ladies. Love their show. Are y'all letting y'all kids uh, trick-or-treat? Now, me, my favorite uh, outfit was, was from the first grade. My mom, um, I guess she pulled a fast one on me. She had me thinking all week that we were going to have to ruffle something up at the house. And you know ain't nobody trying to have no tucked-in Superman cape, no tile for that. Or, or throw me in something that, that's, that's not official. Um, you know how kids are. Kids can be cruel. I thought they were going to ridicule me at school. So the, the, the whole couple of days up leading up to that, that party, I had anxiety. Um, the, the morning that I woke up for the party, I had a nice little Count Dracula outfit laid out on the couch. I was like, that's my mama. <laughs> I was the Count. And, you know, back then in the what in the early 80s, you know, Sesame Street was at one. So for me to get to go to school as as Count Dracula, Langston says, heck no. Nah. <laughs> well, your house big enough to have a haunted house in the backyard. Um, but that was my favorite Halloween. So um, over through the course of the of the, the day, I'm going to get your reaction on some of your favorite Halloween costumes, some of your favorite Hall Halloween um, uh, memories things maybe even as an adult one of your favorite characters that you played whatnot now Michigan Mike said something that's going to veer me just a little bit before we get into the the meat and potatoes of the sports that I want to go off on today because both my teams lost and I'm not in a very good mood about it so if you want to be goonish today Facebook live today's the day I got a little time I got plenty of time trolling my teams and then they lose what y'all think I'm gonna do I'm gonna come back swinging or I'm um but Mike said that uh, they're going to just do like a horror movie binge watch, which um, which leads me to, to uh, something that happened to me earlier this week. I think it was Tuesday. It was rain, raining. It was freezing down here. It was it was just miserable weather. I wasn't leaving the house. Um, and so I decided to turn on one of those cable stations that uh, um, that was playing horror movies. And then on demand, they had like all the hits from the 70s, 80s, early 90s, all the ones that we, we grew up with. And I wound up binge watching them one at a time. Like I was, I had my popcorn and we was doing our thing. Now Mo says I never get to dress up or go to the parties. I was always working. I feel like I'm missing out on life. Oh no! And Langston, we gonna get into the fake bravery from Ryan Clark. He just might be my shut the hell up recipient today as a little tease for hour number two. Um, but I don't know why you laughing about that. That wasn't funny. Y'all gonna respect the king. Um, but Mo, go and get dressed up uh, for Sunday and come on in, in here dressed up like like something. We'll take some pictures for you, let you get your day in the sun. Um, but it, it led me to think when I was watching those horror movies, who are the baddest MFers from our day? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I had to come up with my top five horror villains from back in the day. Now, I'm sure you got your list. You can agree, disagree. You can drop your favorite horror movie villain of all time uh, in the comments. Um, yeah, go ahead and do that. I'll wear my king robe and crown again so we can be dressed up together. Um, I got my top five horror villains of all time that scared the bejesus out of me as a kid growing up. And, and some of these are a teenager, but I digress. Let's move on with the list. But we can't, we can't do this right without a little... What our little background music here. So we're going we're gonna to get this background music cracking. As I go down my favorite Halloween horror movie characters. We're going to count this down from number five. All right. At number five, 
get a little get a little MJ rolling in there in the background. So Langston says Leatherface. That's a good one. My number five, y'all, was that damn dog Cujo. <laughs> yes, Mo, the background music is going down. Cujo scared the bejesus out of me back in the early 80s or, or late 70s whenever that came out. Now, if y'all new schoolers don't remember Cujo, Cujo was that dog that got bit by that bat and got rabies. Then he went crazy and started, like, killing people. <laughs> he had that mama and son trapped in that car. <laughs> now, for those of you who did not grow up, grow up in North Nashville, if you grew up in North Nashville back in the early 80s, you knew that there was there were stray dogs aplenty. And Rick... I'm a, ooh, we gonna talk about that one too. But um, that dog scared the crap out of me. So like, I was scared to go to go in anybody's yard. I was scared of everybody's dog after Cujo. That dog was crazy. <laughs> was on was on some meds. Um, then Martree says, "Man, Cujo is probably why I don't like dogs to this day." Y'all, if y'all y'all need to put some respect on Cujo's name, that dog was crazy. <laughs> Big old Saint Bernard chewing people up. Right, Langston says, man, the whole movie was done in the car. That makes it even worse because the, the, <laughs> because of the hyper, <laughs> you know, what's that, claustrophobic when you're being closed in? It was just terrifying. Damn that dog. <laughs> Forget the, that damn dog. I was so glad when they killed that dog at the end. Um, number four, Freddy Krueger. Now, I'm talking about the first Freddy Krueger, not the one that was cracking all them jokes. I'm talking about the very first one. Do the thriller dance at your desk, Mo. I'm talking about the first Freddy Krueger, the very first one that came out to where in the opening scene, he sunk that girl in the bed and shot all that blood up on the roof and was slicing and dicing her. Now, if you're a kid around between 8 and 12, you have to be terrified of Freddy Krueger because he was killing kids. He was like one of the first people that were killing kids. Shouts out to Jose Huerta. Um, and congratulations on him to be in the Fishbowl Show of the Month. That's what that's what goes down. Shouts out to you, a very worthy recipient. So happy for him. You can check his show out every Wednesday from uh, 9 to 11. That's p.m. to p.m. Um, but that first Freddy, come on now. Your mama tell you to go to bed. You like who? For who? For what? I'm going nowhere. Freddy going to get me, mama. Freddie, Freddy, big old bully attacking all them kids. So, I mean, as as they went on to like four, five, six, it got corny, of course. But damn, that first Freddy had me shook. <laughs> I couldn't sleep for real, for real. Every light was on. I was having nightmares and stuff. Man, forget you, Freddy. Number three is one of my personal favorites. But he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. And number three is that damn jigsaw from, from those Saw movies. The Lexus says Officer Edder in them old brown suits. <laughs> Woo! So, wait a minute. So, shouts out to Jigsaw. Jigsaw and them damn saw traps. What made that so so crazy was that how um, how easily those people were, were trapped into those, uh, and, and put in those traps. Now, can you imagine you sitting in some contraption where spikes is... is is ready to close in on your head 
and to unlock the, the, the little chamber, you had to, to like pluck your eyeball out and get the key out of the socket? Like, who's doing that? <laughs> like, I ain't doing that. Oh, just kill me, man. Don't be torturing me and making me cut off my leg and my... Uh, no, just, just go ahead and put a slug in my dome, bruh. Um, that's what scared me about um, about that. Now, Marcus Calderon says the, the, uh, the puppet... Oh, right, coming up in that little chair, laughing and shit. <laughs> you playing that tape telling you your mama's trapped in the basement so, right and, and if you don't cut off three of your fingers then your mama gonna die it's like that's going we're doing too much jigsaw uh number two candy man i remember when me and my brother damien went to go see candy man we thought we was in high school we was shook coming home Man, we got enough problems going on in the hood without having a, a villain killing everybody over in the project. But the thing that I was messed up with about Candyman, he wouldn't clean up no crime. He's killing regular people in the hood. If you're going to be killing people in uh, Cabrini Green, can you at least kill the damn gangbangers? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, sir, Jose, that 90s retro. But Candyman, come on, man. Right. And, and have any of you all said Candyman five times in the mirror? You ain't going to do it in my house. Because you and all the furniture is going to come right behind you off that balcony. I don't play around like that. He, he was after that woman, Helen, right? Helen. <laughs> Helen. I was like, will somebody get Helen on the line? Hell, he trying to kill everybody in the project. Oh, Pennywise the dancing clown. <laughs> He's a good one, too. Um... But, but, but my, uh, oh, I did say it too many times. How many times did I say it, Rick? Look, I ain't trying to get y'all tossed up in here because I do have a camera in here. Let me look away. Um, but number one, and, and if you were born, um, anytime before 1985, I think we can all agree on who number one is. Number one is unquestioned. Number one is the horror movie MVP. Number one is that little girl from the damn Exorcist. Now, Rick says, bro, my cousins and me did that. I said Candyman five times in the restroom. They shut the lights off and locked me in. Nah. Them will be my ex-cousins. <laughs> nah, we ain't playing like that, bro. <laughs> oh, he said I said it four times. I got one more. We about to slide on out this segment. Um, But the exorcist girl. What, 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 did the guy possess? Did you know all of us grew up with a big mama, a grandmama, a auntie? Some matriarch of the family who was super spiritual that believed in ghosts and used to tell all them stories about talking to Uncle Pete and all of that stuff. Now, Langston Moore, what about Pinhead? Pinhead was dope. Now, Martrice has a good one. She says Final Destination means, uh, needs honorable mention. We all scared to fly after that. <laughs> because of Final Destination 2, I will never, ever, ever drive behind one of them trucks with the logs on the back. You know good and well because of that movie, all of y'all try to speed around that, uh, them big old trucks with the logs on the back. Killed all them people on that interstate. And, and Final Destination, I mean, they gonna win at the end because we all gonna check up out of here. But let me get up out of here before I say the what's his name's name a fifth time and mess us all up. <laughs> he tried to yuck us up like that. Um, 
We got a jam-packed show, and we are going to talk sports from here on out. I promise you. Um, we're going to talk, them boys, we are. We're going to talk about my, my fears of the Titans going forward. We're going to tell somebody to sit they ass down, and we're going to tell somebody to shut the hell up. We're going to pick some games this weekend, um, and we're going to talk a little college football. We got um, plenty on tap for you, but coming up next, no, hold on. Before we do that, let me duck out with this. Rick says you couldn't tell those religious aunts to exorcism. You sure couldn't. You sure couldn't. And you could also, they make you turn off the TV when it was uh, lightning outside. And Martrice says, right, I get over two lanes quick. Right. That, that, that was frightening. That was worse than the plane crashing. <laughs> Big old log coming through your window. <laughs> now, I'm like, Def, you're going to win regardless what you got an attitude for. <laughs> I don't need Def with no attitude. This is going to wipe me out, player. Go on about your business. Um, but when we come back, um, <laughs> there were three high-profile wide receivers in the news this week. We're going to break them down one by one and get your thoughts on why they made the news. And we'll do so after a little throwback, Riri and Drizzy. The extra point. Boo.
Angel, I just gotta say it though. If you had a twin, I would still choose you. I don't wanna rush into it if it's too soon. But I know you need to get done, 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 done if you come home. Sorry if I'm way less friendly. I got no trying to end me off. Yeah. I spilled all my emotions tonight, I'm sorry. Rolling, 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 rolling. How many more shots until you're rolling? We just need a face to face. You could pick the time and the place. You spend some time away. Now you need to forward and give me all the work, 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 work. It's me up work, 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 work. It's me so me pare, wah, 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 wah. When you walk out, la, 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 la. When the cat from her, tur, 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 tur. And we are back to the Extra Point Show. Your host, Mr. P.O. Coulter, coming to you as I do each and every Friday from 10 to 12. That's a.m. to p.m. It's going down on Fishbowl Radio Network, fbrn.us. Or you can come catch us live on Facebook Live. It's Paul Coulter Public. Uh, it's a public page. So come join your boy. Come join the conversation. I appreciate having you on board. Shouts out to everybody putting in that work today. Now, um, there were three, uh, three wide receivers that uh, made the the news this week, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to we're going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Antonio Brown. And um, one day is Bryant. Let's let's go ahead and and get into to that. Um, so Odell Beckham Jr. We talked about him last week and a couple of weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, last week he sprained his ACL, the torn ACL, and he is out for the year. Um, so um, that sucks for him, and it sucks for the. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Now, um, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I had Michigan Mike Michael Hasso on the show, and um, and we were we were discussing Odell Beckham Jr. and I said that Odell Beckham Jr. needs to be traded, um, and that he needed to be traded because he was making it really too difficult for um, for the offense to show any kind of cohesiveness. With Baker Mayfield um, now with no OBJ last week then he went out I think on the first um, on the first or second drive of, of the of the game after that Baker Mayfield actually like completed 20 or 21 passes threw for like four touchdowns ran for another had his most productive uh, day uh, as a quarterback in, in, in his NFL career. And so, naturally, the pundits were then saying, well, well, hey, um, but, you know, Baker Mayfield plays a lot better without OBJ because he doesn't have to try to force the ball to OBJ. He doesn't have to, to worry about, um, you know, trying to, to, to please a, a receiver that can be a diva, that can pout, that can make life a living hell for you if he's not getting the ball, especially if he's not getting the ball and y'all not winning. Um, we've all seen um, 
Baker struggle over the last season and a half with Odell Beckham Jr. since he came on board. Um, and if, if we look at this objectively, I mean, real talk, Baker Mayfield, like, either tied or exceeded the rookie touchdown record his, his rookie season in Cleveland before there was an Odell Beckham. Then Odell Beckham shows up. His numbers start going in the tank. Now Odell Beckham leaves, and, and all of a sudden he has a career day. Um, you tell me. <laughs> you, you tell me. Um, I don't know. That, that's that's kind of crazy. Um, I personally wanted to see OBJ traded before the trade deadline, which is Tuesday, I believe. Um, but that's out. Nobody is going to trade for an OBJ that's now lost for the season on a banged up uh, with a with an injury that significant. So um, I have my I have my trepidations about uh, OBJ and having uh, enough trade value to net something serious in return and not just keep him on your roster. So if you're looking at the timeline for an ACL injury, there's usually six months or so, um, you know, with surgery and rehab before you can even get back on the field. And usually, I'm saying usually now, OBJ may be one of the rare exceptions, but usually um, players, it takes them a year or so, 18 months or so to get back to where they were pre-injury. So you're looking at that kind of timeline, um, what would be, what would, what in the world would be the, um, um, what, what would, what would be the value in, in that? Uh, trying to trade him because if I'm another team looking for a receiver, so you mean to tell me you want me to give you a second round pick, a third round pick, and um, and the guy's injured? Oh, okay. Um, thanks, Duke. So uh, hold on. Um, and so. Um, and apologies to the Facebook Live side. Looks like Facebook is having some issues, but we'll get that back up and running as soon as possible. Um, so um, I'm I'm really concerned about what happens with OBJ going forward. Now um, he has his trade value has gone down. He's in a position now to where. Um, I will. All right. Um, and thanks to Duke on the other side of the glass, helping your boy uh, keep the show uh, rolling. Um, if you're OBJ, like, what happens next? Like, I really feel bad for him. I mean, you're looking at a thing to where it's like Dak. Your value has gone way down. Um, the last time people saw you on the field in Cleveland, you were not producing at your New York uh, Giants level. Um, again, your trade um, – your your trade value has gone way down. I mean, well, I, I really don't understand <laughs> how this is going to help OBJ going forward. Now, um, another receiver that made the, the news this week was Antonio Brown. And for those that uh, lost me on Facebook, come join me on FBRN.us. We can continue this discussion. Now, Antonio Brown, last week we, we went over uh, a list of teams that Antonio Brown would be a fit for once he is reinstated by the league, I believe, on Monday. 
And uh, of all the teams that, that, uh, that I presented, the one that he signed with was one that I omitted. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Um, but he actually signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Probably because Bruce Arians, which is the head coach for Tampa Bay, he was one of the, the, the only vocal coaches that was adamantly against bringing Antonio Brown on his team. Uh, this was pre-Tom Brady. This was before the season started. Um, he was like, no, 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 we don't need him. Um, so it's, a, it's funny to see him doing about face now that Brady's in there because we know Brady wanted him in New England, got him in New England, but A.B. was being A.B. and got tossed off the team because he was getting in some legal trouble, found himself uh, caught in a lie about uh, something that went down before he was signed um, and knew he was facing suspension. So Bill Belichick just cut bait. So he's coming to Tampa Bay. My, my question is, does this make Tampa Bay the odds-on favorite in the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl now? Does it? What do you think? I'm thinking, <laughs> well, hell, Brady was already the offensive player of the month for October. They scored 38 points back-to-back. -back. Their, their biggest um, competition so far this year has, has been Green Bay. They beat them by 28 points two weeks ago. The defense is playing at a top-10 level. Uh, they seem to have everything clicking on all cylinders. So, um, I'm, I, I mean, why not? Now, though, there, if, if there was one, one thing that I would be worried about, if I were um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if there was one thing that I'd be worried about, I would be worried about locker room chemistry with Antonio Brown, and here's why. Now, they, they, yes, they have plenty of weapons in Tampa Bay already as it is. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike uh, Evans were, were the best wide receiving tandem in the league last year. Chris Godwin this year has been injured so much. I mean, and he's been a fantasy football frustration. He's been a triple F. A fantasy football frustration because he can't uh, stay on the field. He's going to be out again this week. Um, but Mike Evans, what is this going to do to Mike Evans? Because Mike Evans is a top 10 receiver in his own right right now and should be the unquestioned number one target for Tom Brady. Now, you know good and well if Tom Brady has the cachet to, um, to usurp the coach, go over the coach's head and, and to get the player back, um, back in the fold and on the team after missing all of those. Um, oh, Marcus says, I think they will get rid of Evans. Mm. Now, that's something we can put on the plate with some sides and some cornbread and have a meal with. Now, I like where you're going with this, Marcus, because my question is, what do you do with a Mike Evans? Because if I'm Mike Evans, I'm pouting. Like, you're not going to even give me a chance to, to remain the number one wide receiver here when I've been the number one wide receiver with a, with a bum, Jameis Winston? So you're going to bring in a guy off the street who hadn't played in, what, almost two years? And, and you're going to give him all of my targets? I think not. I think not. Now, what it did say, and Marcus is correct, that it is Brady's team now. Because as we were saying earlier, Bruce Arians had no interest in Antonio Brown last year. Remember when they asked him about it, he was like, oh, oh no, oh, no, oh, no, no this, no that, no, no, no on the other stuff. So I'm like, uh, Brady, oh, we going now, you ought to watch out for Arians too, Bruce Arians, because he can be a hater too. 
Remember that first week when uh, Tampa Bay played New Orleans and Brady threw that pick six? The coach was quick to throw Brady under the bus. Oh, no, we don't know. We, 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 we saw him doing, doing way better than that in practice. Shouts out to George Red Speaks. You can catch his show right here at FBRN.us every Tuesday from 4 to 5. And you need to catch this guy out on the comedy tour of anywhere around Texas. My man is putting in work in San Antonio, uh, Fort Worth, Funky Town, Dallas, Addison. Check out my boy George Red Speaks. You need to click on his profile and start looking at some of his flyers and support this brother's vision. He's a talented and hilarious comedian. Um, now, Marcus says, yep, Brady is the head coach, GM, and his <laughs> GOAT status, a.k.a. GOAT. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how um, – how they integrate Antonio Brown back into the fold uh, because I oh I don't know for you fantasy football players you picking them up on your team Antonio Brown I mean you should Brady ain't gonna have him on the team and not force feed him the ball especially in the red zone I'm just wondering what this does for Mike Evans Marcus says that they stand a good chance of of trading him which you could get a ton back for a top ten receiver in his prime that's not even close to 30 years old yet. Um, I like that. And and finally, the third wide receiver would be Mr. Dez Bryant that made the news this week. And I am so happy for Dez. Very, very happy for Dez. Brady had Moss and didn't feed him. What? Brady had Moss and they broke the record. They... <laughs> Right, I got that new Facebook screen, Candy Donald Stone. Now, Mike, when Brady and Moss played, what, in uh, 2007, um, Moss had 22, 23 touchdowns, and Brady had over 50 touchdowns. They just didn't beat the Giants. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see. It looks like that Brady had finally found what was clicking on offense. Rob Gronkowski looked a lot better uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this works um, next week and going forward. But keep an eye on Bruce Arians. If this thing goes awry, he's going to throw Tom Brady under the bus when he says that it was his call to bring Antonio Brown on. Don't nobody believe that, though. You don't believe that, do you? You are an intelligent football uh, person. I know you don't believe that. But Brady's doing his thing. Shouts out to him. But there's Bryant. Y'all know he caught that in 2015 up in Lambeau Field, right? You know Dallas had first and goal on the one-yard line, right? Should have been going to Seattle for that NFC Championship game, right? I'm going to digress, but y'all know that's what happened, right? <laughs> you know he caught that. Well, after a, a, an Achilles injury threatened to end his career, he's finally back in an NFL uniform. He's on the practice squad in, in Baltimore, and I am very stop it, Mike. You stop it right now. <laughs> you stop it. I am very happy to see Dez back it, right it cost you your super bowl it did marcus he caught that he caught that my man caught that on fourth down <laughs> went up in the rafters and plucked it out the sky jojo dude down to the ground and tried to put that ball over the pylon that was a grown man football play dallas should have won that game that's the one good thing i'm gonna say about the cowboys this show but this is what i this is what i want for 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 Dez. If he's going to sign with any team, hell, it might as well be the Ravens. The Ravens are 31st in the NFL in passing yards per game. Like, you would look at, at, Buff I mean, at Baltimore's record and not even really 
truly realize that they are averaging less than 180 yards per game throwing the ball right now. What's going on, Lamar? And thank you, Stone. Throw up the X one time for Dez. Glad to see him bounce back. I saw him running some routes earlier this morning on SportsCenter, although it was a one-yard curl. I don't know <clears throat> how many people he's going to beat off the line of scrimmage with that. Um, but here's what I do want for, for Dez. And I want you to listen up, John Harbaugh, and I want you to listen up, Lamar Jackson. If you are a 31st in the league in passing, then it shouldn't take Dez long to get on the field from the practice squad. Something that y'all doing ain't working. Now, is Dez still a, 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 an elite receiver? No. Has he lost speed? Yes. Axon Jackson the real deal? He is. I agree. I'm not putting this on, on, on uh, Lamar. But if you're Dez, I just want to see him score one more touchdown in a regular season game so he can end his career with some pride. And, not, and we don't have to hear any more about how Dallas did him wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because he was turning into a mess on, on social media with the damn Cowboys. I'm glad that he finally got a new lady. He can smell some new perfume. He can go try out some new things at a new restaurant. And he can quit being uh, Anthony Hamilton singing about a damn Charlene. Because Dez was turning into Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> the Cowboys suck. What you want them back for? Um, so I'm glad to see him with Baltimore. Um, and if my team doesn't win it, then I'm going to root for Dez to, to come out of the AFC and represent um, the conference in the Super Bowl so he can either A, get a ring, or at least get a touchdown on TV again so he can retire with some daggone dignity. Um, that part. Now, coming up next, I was scared this was going to happen. And I'll be damned if it didn't happen already. Now, what, what happened? I'll let you know after a little throwback. Chris Brown. It's the extra point.
we are back to the extra point show. Got some football heads in the comments dropping jewels. You want some of them jewels? Make sure you you join us on Facebook Live. You can go to the public page of Mr. Paul Coaches. A picture of me in a Vince Young jersey with my lovely mama, AP Coulter. Hey, mama, I love you, mama. Marcus says, this is a red zone nightmare. I won't. Now, Michigan Mike says two TDs. Now, Marcus Calderon says, you have a terrible passer and a terrible route runner. I'm just saying, damn, Marcus, he caught it. And I'm talking to Marcus Calderon. I'm going to just call you Hustle Today, Stone, so y'all, we don't get the names mixed up. But he called it Marcus. For that alone, he was a beast at one time. For that alone, can we at least get him six touchdowns in the AFC? Plus, I want to see him catch a touchdown against the, the Cowboys. They play in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm petty like that. Yes, I am. But uh, Hustle, I'm going to need you to log out for a minute because I don't want to hear your mouth. I don't want to hear no I told you souls or none of that. Um, last week, I came on the radio in light of the, the, the start of the Big Ten season, and I had some concerns. And my biggest concern was how in the world was the Big Ten going to pull off an eight-game schedule with no room to move games in the middle of a worldwide pandemic when all the other conferences had canceled games to the tune of about 30 missed games. Um, ooh, it's getting, it's getting hot and heavy in the comments. Wait, it's the battle of the Marcuses, and I'm here for it. Look, I'm not even going to get out of the way. you got to log into my Facebook and check that out. Um, but what I was worried about was, was the Big Ten being able to complete a schedule, and with so, many, with so few games, like eight games in a conference game, how you would um, be able to, to put together a resume that would be befitting of a playoff contender to, to go to the college football playoff. Now, we've had one week in, and we're already canceling games for week two. Now, uh, about 72 hours ago, it was reported that Wisconsin had an outbreak on their campus, on their team, where I think it was 12 to 19 people or so. Uh, were infected with COVID, including the coach, including the starting at, uh, quarterback. Um, and they have canceled their game against Nebraska on Saturday. Now, with the Big Ten, there's two things that, that jump out that frighten me about this development. One is the fact that uh, the quarterback himself actually tested positive a second time. And once you test positive twice in the Big Ten, you're out 21 days. Not like the SEC or the ACC. You're out 21 days. So in a nine-game schedule, that's a third of the season already lost for your player, whether they be the backup uh, punter or whether they be your starting running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Whoever it is, um, stop it, Marcus Stone. I told you to log out right now. I don't want to hear you somebody you was right. Um, so Wisconsin and, uh, and, uh, Nebraska's canceled. Now the 21 days is already eye popping. That's the big two eyeball emoji right there. The other thing with that that's, that's very concerning is the fact that you can't make these games up. There's no room to move the games. So instead of a postponement like the SEC was able to do or the ACC was able to do or some of the other conferences were able to do, it was canceled. No contest. The team doesn't receive a win or a loss. Um, now, while this is concerning to me, it's because, one, Michigan, the University of Michigan, 
go blue. They play Wisconsin in two weeks. And if Wisconsin doesn't have a team to field, Michigan is robbed of an opportunity to host a, a top 10 ranked team at home to boost their resume. Because I think we're going we gonna to be on them. Um, now, Michigan Mike says Michigan got to ruin Ohio somehow. <laughs> right. 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 And we're going to get to that. So my, my thing is, on a scale of 1 to 10, Michigan Mike, let me go ahead and re-ask this. Your confidence on the Big Ten being able to complete a conference schedule and not just that, but and have a participant in this year's college football playoff. Because that's looking kind of sketchy right now, bro. That's looking kind of sketchy. Wisconsin is already a game down, so that hurts them being ranked number nine. They may not play next week. They may not even play two weeks from now against Michigan, which would be a nightmare scenario because Michigan would be – is it still a seven? Okay, Mike. It would, it would still – Michigan needs that game more than Wisconsin, considering the fact that Wisconsin can probably take that, those no contests and still come out of the, the – um, their, their side of the conference. Michigan, on the other hand, you're robbing us of a home revenge game against a number nine ranked team where we would have gotten to play their third or fourth string quarterback. Um, you better play some Justin Timberlake. And <laughs> Where's the sympathy, Stone? Now, Mike says an undefeated team is still better than a two-loss SEC team. But how many wins? I mean, how many games do you have to play for that to even qualify? You know, with, with, with most stats, they, they give you that little caveat at the bottom that says minimum of 200 attempts, minimum of so many games played. How many games does the Big Ten champion have to play in order to qualify for the college football playoff? Because if I'm in the SEC or if I'm in the ACC, I'm like, if y'all don't play at least eight, seven, eight games, you can't make it into the playoff. I'm throwing my hate stones in there. No pun intended, Marcus. So I'm, I'm really worried about that. What I'm not worried about is our new quarterback, JoJo, Joe Milton, dadgummit. Hold on. Fire up the band. You know I'm going there with it. Fire up the band. One time for the Michigan Wolverines. Hell. Y'all see them boys <laughs> last Saturday night? All right, DJ, that's enough. Now, moving on to, to, to on the field, the Big Ten started play last week, and there was no, more, no team more impressive in Big Ten play last week than the University of Michigan. As they went on the road to a ranked Minnesota team, spotted them seven points on a block kick and a quick uh, score, and then went on to hang half a hundred on them. Joe Milton wins his first start on the road in the hostile. Well, it wasn't all that hostile. wasn't that many fans in the stands. But it was on national television on a Saturday night primetime game to which Michigan had their first game out. Already the highest ranked Saturday night football game um, for um, it was already the highest ranked Saturday night football game uh, this year. Now, this week's matchup between Ohio State and Penn State may 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 beat that. But that's a, a heck of a, a of a don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years statement by the University of Michigan. Love the way JoJo played. Um, um, as we go in transition into highest ranked in view. Uh, okay, we got you. Come on, y'all. Highest ranked in views. The world was waiting on us to come back. Now, Marcus says, I thought Michigan had enough in the schedule and conference to be validated. I told y'all, SEC, ACC, don't you start that, Marcus. 
Don't you start that. So, okay, so before we get into the SEC and ACC, I got a question. Michigan fans, who do you need who do you who do you need to win this weekend? Ohio State or Penn State? I got two schools of thoughts on this. One, you see me sitting here on Facebook Live decked out in maize and blue. There's no way in hell I could root for Ohio. No way in hell. But on the other hand, Penn State's in our division. A, a second loss puts them out of the race with an it, with with seven left to go. So I wouldn't be that opposed to to Ohio putting them hands on Penn State to get them out of the picture. <laughs> Go get scram. Let's get Penn State out of the picture before we play them. Um, yeah, but ACC, y'all in a world of trouble too because the best player in y'all's conference got the COVID too. Got the COVID too. Um, Trevor Lawrence announced last night that he has COVID. He's going to be out at least a minimum of ten days which means he will miss this week's game against Boston College. And the game next week against top five ranked uh, uh, Notre Dame is in jeopardy. So um, that's something to monitor there. Um, Clemson, I mean, he is the number one player in the, in the country right now, definitely the number one player at Clemson, the number one player in the ACC. We'll see how that affects Clemson's season and schedule going forward. Um, We'll see. I, I'm, I'm not really sure um, who I'm going to root for in that, in that regard. Now, Mike answers my question. He says that uh, he's rooting for PSU. Let me go. Let me find that real quick here. Let me find that real quick. Um, now, Langston is rooting for James Franklin. Okay. Now, James Franklin used to coach the Vanderbilt Commodores, uh, African-American coach, got them back on track, kind of set the, the table for them to – to have a nice run of NFL players in the draft. Uh, shouts out to James Franklin. That'll be my reason, other than the fact that I just hate Ohio. I can't root for them. Ooh. Now, Mike says, going for PSU, don't want Ohio in the playoffs. Another chance for a title? Hell no. I agree. I totally, <laughs> I totally, totally agree with that. Um. When we come back, I got a question. <sighs> yeah, I got a question. And I don't know if this is rhetorical, but the question is, are we still them boys? Are we still them boys? Oh, boy. We'll talk about that after a little throwback. Ja Rule. The extra point. Dirty fella that gets you hot and 
to my goons in Facebook live today getting getting down <laughs> we want to uh, also give a shout out to my uncle uncle Joe Joe Tate tomorrow is his birthday his birthday is on Halloween happy birthday uncle Joe one of my favorite lines when I asked him uh, what's it like being born on Halloween he said well I can either trick you or treat you <laughs> shouts out to my uncle Joe one of my favorite 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 family members I love him so. Hope you're doing well, Uncle Joe. Someone get me on the phone with Uncle Joe tomorrow. Now, um, he's talking about somebody. <laughs> now, Marcus Stone may have just renamed this segment because we have to shut the hell up. We have to sit your ass down. But now the, the new segment is called the Lay Your Ass Down segment. Right here on the couch, we're about to have some therapy with my Cowboys fans. Because I rock with my Cowboy fans. Texas has been good to me. The Cowboys have been good to me. The people back home know before the Titans showed up in Nashville, I was a Cowboy fan. I was rocking them ugly uh, Emmitt Smith Reeboks that was so heavy they felt like you was wearing them lugs. Remember them lug shoes, y'all? <laughs> Anybody still got their lugs? 
You knew they was they was suspicious when they were spelled L-U-G-Z. <laughs> Anytime you substitute the N with a Z is something, something. All right, Paul, I digress. So, I'm going to have to just get through this. Let's get through this together, y'all. Let me, let me drop my voice. Let me lower my voice to something a little more soothing or something a little more caring, something a little more uh, respectful. Um, I, I really, and Langston, you, you tell me this because you played football at a very high level. What was worse uh, Sunday? Was it the, the, the outcome of the game or was it the lack of fight that the team showed after Washington decided to take a dirty hit on our quarterback and knock Andy Dalton silly, knock his screws loose right there in, in front of the, the whole offensive line People stood there and looked on with horror. Nobody did anything. Nobody pushed uh, Mr. Bostick. Nobody shoved Mr. Bostick. They just they just let him just just run full steam ahead and spear our quarterback in the head, knocked his helmet off, had him laying there looking like he was dead. Zeke didn't push nobody. To, uh, Omari Cooper looked like he tried to, to hightail it out of there. He was standing right by the play. Um, that was very troubling to me to see the team – like not even try to to rough them up. Now, last night on Thursday Night Football, we saw a similar, not a similar hit as far as viciousness, but we saw um, Atlanta Falcons player take a dirty hit to the head on uh, Carolina quarterback um, Teddy Bridgewater, and his offensive lineman had his back. Like, if you're quitting on the coaches, that's one thing, but you never should quit on yourselves, right? Like, on on each other? As a team, as a band of brothers, like you don't you don't do that, right? Um, now, Michigan Mike was one of the first ones to bring that to my attention because I was just really still suffering the sting of, of being down to a third string quarterback, and, and I didn't really pay attention to it until I went back and watched it again, and, and and it was horrifying. So let me just say this: you can pick any two uh, of you that's in in the in the comments right now. Any two of you on fbrn.us. If if us three are are um okay, now Langston says I don't watch anymore. I play Madden on Sundays now. But if there had been Robert Mitchell, you know we'd have got uh Lang okay. Now, this is not hyperbole that Langston just said. He says had that been Robert Mitchell who was the starting quarterback my freshman year at Pearl Cone, you know it would have gotten nasty out north real quick. They, 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 there's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide in Procon uh, Stadium once the bushes get to growing around that fence. Like, the band would have been throwing instruments on the field. Like, no, nah, you're just not going to do that. And we could be at 8-2 and two or 2-8. Two and eight, It didn't matter. If I'm walking down the, the street with, with, with two of you, any two of you, and someone just walks up without provocation, without, without asking you to step outside, without giving us a rundown on why they got beef with you, they just cold cock you, just sucker punch you from behind and just knock you out on the ground. When you look up, there should be there should be some semblance of an altercation going on with the rest of your party and whoever just sucker punched you. If not, then I expect Langston to, to come find me and come knock on my door and beat me down for not helping him. Like, you're supposed to be brothers. You're supposed to have each other's back. Michigan Mike, I can't even imagine a scenario where me and Michigan Mike out somewhere drinking, watching the game in pre-corona days, and someone walks up and just cold cocks me, just knocks me out of my chair. I'm laying on the ground all dusted up. 
when I wake up, half that bar going to be tore up. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it goes. Either we both going home together or we both going to the hospital together. Like, I don't understand that. That, that really shook me to the core. Um, also, it shook me to the core that the coach had to come out and call out his players publicly like, oh, wow, I, I, I ain't never seen nothing like that. Um, now, moving on from that, because that's depressing me, um, an, uh, another startling, uh, I guess, development when it comes to the Cowboys, they, the Cowboys picked up seven players on, uh, via free agency for the defense last year. And as of today, not a nary one. Right, Langston, or oh, go to jail. We're going to all be there together, bruh. If not, I'm going to need you to find some way to, to find my house and knock on my door and, and, and ask me why I left you hanging like that. After you, after I pick my teeth up off the floor because you done sucker punched me, I digress. Y'all get the picture. Um, all seven people are gone that, that the Titan, I mean, that the Cowboys brought on uh, via free agency this year. Don Terry Poe uh, was one of the latest casualties. Um, Jerry Jones was on local radio cussing people out, telling them to shut up. And let him talk. Um, he's fired up. He's frustrated. But I don't. But but my thing is, I still don't blame Jerry Langston. I still don't blame Jerry. Over the last ten years, the Cowboys are second behind only the Kansas City Chiefs for Pro Bowlers. And a lot of these Pro Bowlers were in-house drafted Pro Bowlers. He he brought in your Dak. He brought in your Zeke. He brought in your offensive lineman that made pro, multiple Pro Bowls. Amari Cooper, he pulled off a trade to bring him in. He drafted uh, uh, Jalen Smith. He drafted uh, Vanderesh. He, I mean, they, I mean, he he drafted all these players. So there's talent there. Now Michael Hasso says the coach is not the right fit. How many games do you give a coach that you know is not the right fit? Is the question then? If Jason Garrett got eight years, how many years does Mike McCarthy get? And is this fire sale of players, which includes Everson Griffin, who was just brought on not too long ago, being traded to, I believe it was the Lions. Um, you know, it looks like there's a fire sale going on. Are, are the Cowboys, are we in tank mode now? Should we tank to just blow up the roster now and get rid of the two quarterbacks and, and, and their contracts and just go after Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Um, Marcus says, how many coaches do you need? That's a, that's, see, that's the question. There's talent there. There's enough talent on Dallas's team for them not to be in the position that they're in right now, regardless who's coaching, right? Them play damn players is, is acting soft, man. I, I, I ain't with that. Don't do that. But even with that being said, the Cowboys still have a shot. So I, I just want to, uh, to encourage Cowboy fans to watch Sunday Night Football because I think it, the Cowboys are going to shock the world. And I'm not blaming the coach. They don't play on the field, and it was evident that they showed no fight all game. Um, now, coach, okay, he says, the Langston says, how many failed coaches since Jimmy? I'll wait. Oh, God, can we start name? Oh, oh. Now, by failed, we mean not reaching a, a conference title game or a Super Bowl. The list is too long. It's only a two-hour show. The list is too long. But, see, Here's, here's why Dallas has a real shot to upset Philly on Sunday. And that's two words. Ben DiNucci. You heard it. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben DiNucci. You hear that, Mike? You Eagles fan? 
Ben DiNucci, if the Cowboys, the, what the Cowboys need right now is some, some, some new blood, some new energy, some, 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 some new huspah about them. And, and, and if I'm Ben DiNucci, seventh round pick out of uh, James Madison, rookie, I'm like, mama, daddy, get the family together, get all your Facebook friends together. I'm starting on Sunday night football. God is good. What, what, now, he knows there was not a snowball's chance in hell of him getting in on a nationally televised game. But while Andy Dalton is still suffering from having his screws knocked loose, then we have, we have Mr. DiNucci. And by Monday, by Monday, DiNucci going to be a household name. This kid is mobile. This kid is athletic. And, and if nothing else, he's got nothing to lose. He ain't quitting. He's out there trying to get a job. Nah, man, agree to disagree. Coach does more than just call plays. Mama AP Paul needs to come home. He over <laughs> Mama, they said I'm off my meds. <laughs> Danucci. Y'all heard it. Danucci. Now, Langston, look, I need you to play your game up until about 7.15-ish until you start hearing that I've been waiting all day for Sunday night to start blaring in the back of the house, that big old mansion you live in. Then turn the game on and watch them first couple of drives. Now, we have to remember something here. The pressure is on Philadelphia. Philadelphia hadn't been no better than, than, than Dallas. They got the same amount of wins as Dallas have, and that's two. Um, now, Marcus says, you're supposed to want to win. The team needs leaders, and right now they are used to crying and sitting around a campfire talking about that. They them bo that sounds like the fans, because that's <laughs> that sounds like the fans. I'm guilty of that because we still them boys. But I digress. What I will say, though, is Philly got all the pressure on them. Philly, if Philly loses this game to a banged up, to the worst Dallas team that has, that has played on Sunday Night Football since I can remember, stop it, Langston. Danucci, you about, you're about to get a Danucci jersey. I think all of the pressure is on Philadelphia. Philadelphia has lost to worse teams than the Cowboys. And I think if the Cowboys can come out there, they have no film, no tape on Ben DiNucci. They don't really know what kind of offense they're going to be seeing. And the Cowboys, I'm sure they have a sense, some level of pride in them. So I'm just saying, I, I know that there's a, a, a big spread on this game, but it was like nine points yesterday. Um. Shouts out to Sammy St. John's Martinez, Fishbowl family, the matriarch of this empire. Shouts out to her. Um, Danucci, remember that name. Because when I come back on here next week with my Danucci jersey, because they don't went into to, to Eagles land and, and pulled off a shocking upset, all they have to do is just keep the game close. Now, I know that's like asking a, a whale to fit in a teacup. The way that defense has been live, living the last couple of, of, uh, of months, but that's okay. I'm just saying, Cowboys fans, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. This could be the, the thing that turns everything around. Remember when, when, when Dak came out of nowhere on the scene and started playing and injected life into, into, the, um, into the organization? I see Danucci doing his thing. Now, um, okay, so we got some battles going on. In, in the in the comment section, I'm with that. Y'all duke it out. Um, and while y'all duke it out, we're going to keep this thing rolling. Um, coming up next. 
The Titans lost a close one last week. But the elephant in the room remains. And I'm worried that that elephant may trample what could be a serious Super Bowl run. I'll tell you what that elephant is. After a little throwback chingy. The extra point. Set up on the wall, now showing out, trying to dunk, trying to dribble, break fast through the middle just to see a smile and giggle. Game over, I punched her with a kiss on the cheek. The homeboys looking at me, saying, like, how would you weep? But you know how that go. What I got, they want, what I got, I flown. Ever mess with it, please don't. Told her I'm going home, she asked, can she go too? I'm like, yeah, boo, boo. I can't see me without you. Got her, I took a shower, jumped out, she in the bed with a see-through thong. Said, I looked at Play a true, now what you wanna do? We can kick it and go puff on the blunt. All you don't smoke, grab a pint of hand and we can get drunk. It's up to you, I'm the man, but baby, just let me know. Cause if you got an attitude, I can treat you just like a hoe. If you're rolling with me, baby, hop in, it's enough room. We can gaze at the stars and shine like the moon. Give me a chance to show ya, and a chance to know ya. Just be true, and there's nothing I won't do for ya. Some women like to play it vile, but them the kind I put in the place of a child. Don't worry, be happy and smile. Oh, you want to go with me? 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 Oh, you want to go with me?
To the extra point show. I'm what look, I've said this a million times. The extra point has the the smartest, most sports savvy audience in all of radio. Like I like I can I can literally, and I mean literally, capture all of these comments that's coming in on the Facebook live side of things and do a whole nother podcast when I get home. Like good stuff in here. Um, very good stuff in here. Y'all keep me on my toes. Y'all keep me up late at night doing research. And then y'all still come in and, and give me points that I hadn't even considered. You all are golden on the FBR inside of the things. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, shouts out to everybody working hard on the other side of the glass here at Fishbowl Radio Network. Shouts out to Angelo. Shouts out to Duke, the rapping Duke, da ha da ha. Shouts out to Jamie that keeps all the fellas in line. Shouts out to the matriarch, Miss Sammy St. John Martinez. Shouts out to all the other hosts that's coming behind me today. Make sure you keep it locked here at FBRN.us. It's going down. Number one internet radio show in the world. You ain't even got to Google that. You can take my word for that. But if you do Google it, you'll find the answer. So, y'all, my Titans done, done had to hold that L. <laughs> all you Cowboy fans out there, this is your time to shine. My boys took that L. Langston jinxed all of us last week, picking the Pittsburgh to beat the Titans. Was not, I was not feeling that. <laughs> but he was right. Dadgummit, he was right. Um, Pittsburgh escaped with a 27-24 victory over the Tennessee Titans as Steve Gotskowski missed a game-tying, potentially overtime-sending field goal, uh, went right, wide right. Um, and uh, there you have it. Um, now, Michael said Titans got an 80-year-old trying to kick. They do, Mike, but here's the thing, and, and you're absolutely right about that, but I'm not going to put this on the kicker who has been erratic. There's a bigger elephant in the room if you're the Tennessee Titans, and it's not the kicker. It's that third down defense. Where my football people at? I'm going to throw out some numbers to you, and you know good and well that these numbers are awful. The Tennessee Titans have a 5-1 a, a record. Widely considered one of the, the true contenders in the AFC this year. But did you know they were very, very last, dead last, Halloween spooky dead last in third down defense? One of the most critical uh, statistics for any defense, third down defense. Did you know that the Titans are 32nd out of 32 teams allowing over 60% of third downs to be completed by the opposing team? The Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday had 75% of their third downs completed. Two weeks before that, the Buffalo Bills completed over 70% of their third downs. That's hard to do on Madden. Go home and run your season tonight and see, how, see what your third down percentage is. Completion, I mean, uh, converting percentage. 
70%. The first drive of that Pittsburgh game told you all that you needed to know. Their first drive, their opening drive of the game was over nine minutes. How do you do that in today's NFL? Nine minutes? That means they was converting third and two, third and three, third and five, third and seven. However, they completed a third and 18 and a third and 19 on the first drive. They getting penalties in the red zone, getting backed up, making it right up on third down. So it's not just third and short where we have bad goal line defense or bad up front play. This is bad at the front, at the defensive front. It's bad at the second level with the linebackers. It's bad at the, on the third level with the cornerbacks and especially them damn safeties to keep letting people get right in front of the sticks on them. Now, yes, we five and one, and, and, and it's hip-hop hooray and hip-hop hurrah and all of that, but you're not going to no Super Bowl giving up 60% uh, completion uh, conversions on third down. You're just not. And the thing is, the offense averaging over 30 points a game puts a nice little lipstick on that pig, but it's still a pig, y'all. There's still some swine going on on that line, y'all. And I'm worried about that. I am worried about that. When you start getting into, into later into the season and especially into the playoffs, you got to meet Pittsburgh again and you can't get them off the field? You can't get them off the field? Your offense is, your offense is under too much pressure to have to perform at a, at a, uh, a greatest show on turf level because you, um, you can't get off the field on third downs. And like I said, it's not just third and one, third and two. It's third and any pick a number. Pick a number. That worries me about uh, the Titans. It, it worries me big time. Um, also, Michigan Mike, because this is right in your wheelhouse. We talk about this all the time with Michigan. Where's the pass rush, bruh? Where that pass rush at? And I'm, I'm sorry, Mama. I know you don't ask a question ending with a preposition because my mama would say behind the preposition if I ask her where something's at. She will tell me behind the preposition, and I'm sorry, but I had to do that for effect today. Now, my brother checking in, Mac D, Damian Coulter, he says it's simple math. If you're on offense, third and five, and the DBs line up 15 yards off the line. So, Damian, you blaming the scheme? What about them third and 18s they was converting to, D? What about when Houston was going berserk on us, converting all them third downs when they ran 20 points back on us? Like... It's like this is so frustrating. Now, my brother makes a good point because Malcolm Butler, was, he was 10 yards off the line of scrimmage in a lot of those, those plays. And, yes, you came up and made the tackle, but what good does it, does it do? They got another set of downs. Uh, Michael says, non-existing, telling the others they don't trust that man to man. Oh, okay. All right, so it could be a trust thing. Now, Langston says, situational coaching, putting people in place based on other teams' tendencies during those situations properly break. Oh, this is all an indictment on the defense of the defensive coaching. So, does this mean that that Dean Pease's absence this year is much bigger than we all thought it would be going into this season? Because we didn't have these problems with Dean Pease. In fact, last year at this time, when we were transitioning away from Marcus Mariota to uh, Ryan Tannehill, we were crying that all the offense needed to do was score twenty points a game. Because we were holding teams to 17 or fewer. We're not holding anybody to 17 points a game. And we're not going to hold Cincinnati to 17 points. If you can't get uh, Ben Roethlisberger off the field on third down, you're not getting Joe Burrow off the field. He's leading the league in pass attempts. They're going to just wing that ball all over the lot. And if we can't get off the field on third down, 
we're going to be in another tight nip and tuck game with a team that we should blow out. And then uh, Goskowski, if he happens to have an off day and miss one field goal, we're done. We can't keep going this season like that. We just can't. That's that's just bad. Um, I'm loving what the offense is doing. A.J. Brown is a starer. He's a starer. S-T-A-R-R-R-U-H. A.J. Brown is a star. Derrick Henry, congratulations to him. He's the AFC Offensive Player uh, of the Month of October. I think that's twice in the last four NFL months that he's done that. He did it last December as well, or uh, or November as well. Uh, so, shouts out. The run game is clicking. The, the receivers are clicking. Um, but, man, that third down defense. And where's the pass rush? We we spent all of this money to, to upgrade our edge rushers, paid Clowney all that money, paid, paid Vic Beasley all that money. Where are the sacks? Where are the sacks? Oh, my God. I think they have combined zero sacks between Clowney and Beasley this year. And we spent all that money. We could have just went ahead and, and and got a kicker. Now, D says, it's the scheme. All the DBs turn their back and run while the offense sends the wide receiver to run a crossing route underneath. If I can see that while the coaches came, D, somebody help me with that. Double eyeball emoji. <laughs> now, Langston says we're missing Casey, which I do love what uh, the new kid is doing, though. Um, Big Kev. Oh, what's his name? Ah. Uh, I can't believe it. Damien, help me out. Who, who's the, the kid that, that we drafted last year that's replacing Casey? Uh, he's made some big plays. But Casey was a, was a run stopper, and he was proficient of getting pressure up the middle to help cave that pocket every now and then. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is who I'm talking about, Big Jeff. Big Jeff has made some big plays, uh, but we are missing Casey. And um, it was unfortunate that, that he had to be a cap casualty, but we are missing him. Now, will the return of Adoree Jackson in a couple of weeks uh, totally fix everything? I don't think it fixes everything on third down. I miss Dean Pease, y'all. Can somebody get Dean Pease out of retirement for a brother? <laughs> Damien, I need you to get Dean Pease on the line. <laughs> Langston, you know all them professional people. Who knows Dean Pease at your job? Yes, it's Simmons. It's Simmons. So, so, so the Titans have got the Cincinnati Bengals this, this week. Should be favored to win. I'm nervous about that. Because this is the this is the the part of the season, and these are the type of the ga- uh, type of games that kept Tennessee at nine and seven for the last four years. They come off a couple of improbable wins, a couple of big victories, and they go lay an egg against a team like Cincinnati or Carolina, or or uh, I'm trying to think of a team of that ilk, or like um, not Atlanta. They ain't gonna lose to nobody that bad. But Miami or some team like that. These are the games that we lose that keep us back at nine and seven. Shouts out to David Hernandez, aka Wild Dizzy, Dizzy TV on YouTube, y'all. Make sure y'all check that out. Make sure you check out his show as well. Um, but D, I'm gonna talk to you, D, because we 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 spent many a days on the couch watching this team. We haven't missed a game between us, and. We sat in agony watching us to, you know, beat a Kansas City team on the road and then come home and lose to a Andrew Luck-less Colts team or come home and lose to the Miami or come home and lose to Buffalo when they didn't even have Josh Allen. Like, these are the type of games that worry me about the Titans. Now, if the Titans have truly turned the corner this year, then they should go into Cincinnati and smoke them for just because they lost last week. But that damn defense got me worried, D. <laughs> defense. That defense got me worried, bro. Um, 
it's got me really, really worried. Um, now, I'm sorry you lost money on the Titans, but you know it's a game day giveaway going down on Sunday. You, I can help you get your money back. <laughs> Dave, I can help you get your money back, bro. Um, but as we transition away from them, I want to I wanna, to get off the Titans for a second, and I really want to take this time to acknowledge and, and uh, to, to give a, a salute to um, Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, specifically Mike Tomlin, though, because we talked about coaching um, when it comes to, to, to Tennessee's defense and not seeming prepared on defense. And like my brother said, we got our backs uh, running uh, to, to the quarterback. The DBs got their back to the QB, and they're running crossing routes up underneath us wide open. Um, third and one, they're getting two yards. Third and 18, they're getting 19 yards. Um, but we don't have a problem coaching in Pittsburgh, do we? Oh, Mike Tomlin. I think it's time that we really give Mike Tomlin his uh, – uh, hey, shouts out to Rob Espinosa checking in. What's up, my man? You just missed the Cowboys section. Thank God. Um, but, um, hey, man, we just talking some football here, man. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, hey, man, make sure you comment too. I want to give uh, – Titans, uh, Titans are doing what the Titans do, man. Don't start that. Because I'll get right back into the Titans on you real quick. Um, but I want to send a shout-out to, to Mike Tomlin real quick. Mike Tomlin, it, 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 he's so consistent at winning that we've become numb to it. Now, Tomlin is one of only four coaches in NFL history that has gone this long in his career, 13 seasons now, without a losing record. Last year, with on his when he was down to his fourth-string quarterback, his team still mustered up an 8-8 eight and eight record. They still didn't have a losing record. That was without Big Ben. The second-string quarterback got knocked out. The third-string quarterback got knocked out. He was down to his fourth-string quarterback in a division that had Baltimore in it, and they still got it done. Um, Cowboys fans would take him as a head coach. Hell, Titans fans should want him as a head coach, and Mike Vrabel is great. This, let's take a look at, at, at this real quick, just so you can really have a full appreciation for Mike Tomlin. Remember a couple of years ago when everybody thought that, that, uh, that, that he was riding the coattails of the Killer Bees? Remember the Killer Bees? Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown when they was putting up all those, um, those video game numbers and he was supposed to, um, um, he was supposed to you, know, you know, just be kind of like, oh, he's just a player's coach. He's just a, a, a yes man. He's just a pat them on the back. Um, now, uh, lost arguably best uh, running back and wide receiver. So is Big Ben. Right, Marcus. Um, I, I agree. But this is why I have to give a tip of the cap to Tomlin, especially after what they did in Tennessee this past week. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL. They, they've bounced back tremendously. But remember when Le'Veon Bell had, had, had uh, decided that he was going to uh, hold the team hostage because he was better than the team. He was averaging all these yards and doing all of this and, and all of that. Is Tomlin better than the hoodie? I'll take Tomlin over the hoodie right now. Um, but he said, okay, we'll move on. He didn't cave in to, to Bell's demand, and Bell had to go, go on somewhere. Antonio Brown the next year says, oh, no, I'm the reason for the team's success. Oh, um, I'm, I'm going to cut up and act a fool. They got rid of Brown with his all-pro self. Then Big Ben goes down and gets hurt. There's only one man that's still standing. That's Tomlin. And look at Le'Veon Bell now. What, is he on his second or third team now? Making less money than he would have made if he would have just stayed with Tomlin under the franchise tag? 
and would likely still be winning games. Now, he's going to win games with Kansas City. That was a fortunate turn for him. But what about Brown? We just talked about Brown and bounced around the five, six teams. And, you know, like, and for what? He could have just stayed in, 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 and just played his role at, at, at Pittsburgh as well. The train just keeps on going if you're, if you're Mike Tomlin. Yo, Antonio Brown leave? Oh, you bring in a Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, you bring in a James Washington. Oh, you bring in a, a Chase Claypool. Still rolling along. Oh, Le'Veon Bell wants to leave? Oh, you bring in a James Conner. You pick up a Daryl Henderson. Still getting it done on the ground. Just keeping things rolling. I am a big, big fan of Mike Tomlin. I have to tip my cap to him. His team came out ready to play last week, and they punched Tennessee right in the front tooth, in the toothuses. Punched them right in the toothuses. Now, Rob says, Tomlin is cool in terms of having a solid regular season. There's been some questionable things happening in this locker room, though, and those players are gone. And that's, and that's really a part that I wanted to, to, to really highlight because the, the Antonio Browns filming his, his post-game comments when he's telling them to stay off social media, um, Le'Veon Bell dividing up the locker room, and, and, you know, because he wanted his money and the offensive line getting mad and all of that stuff. Uh, Tomlin just persevered through that, and, and now his team is in proposition to go to another Super Bowl. Um, now, they said Tomlin is not better than Belichick. Uh, you seen Belichick with that, with that talent? <laughs> and we need to have a conversation on whether that was really Brady now. Because Belichick looking kind of boo-boo now without Tom and them. And I want to hear your, your mouth, Mike. Not this week. You can be right next week. Now, total accomplishment-wise, of course, he's not better than, than, than the hoodie. But as a locker room stabilizer and as a franchise stabilizer, oh, sign me up for Mike Tomlin every day of the week. Love me some Mike Tomlin. So, um, now Rob asked me, do you think Pittsburgh will win the AFC? No, that will be the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Titans, and I don't want to hear your mouth, Mike. We got a half a season left to go before I can see that you told me so. But right now, it looks like Tom is winning that one. <laughs> Tom is winning that divorce. Oh, is he? Um, but coming up to close the show, it's time for the picks you need to feed your seed. Plus, it's time for me to tell a couple of people to shut the hell up. Oh, yeah, it's back. And we'll get to it after a little throwback, Snoop Dogg. It's the extra point. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop Dogg-O-Double-G. But I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky... Like every single day, may I kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you want to do? I got a pocket full of rooms and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't know. Yeah. So we gon' smoke an ounce to this Jeans up, down, why you bounce to this Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind Lay back With my mind on my money and my money on my mind 
got their cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now this type of happens all the time. You gotta get yours before I gotta get mine. Everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get to Mac and to this name Shady. She used to be the homeboy's lady. Degrees. When I tell it, please raise up off these NUTs, cause you get none of these at ease. As I mob with the dog pound, feel the breeze. Just. Day. My homie Dr. Drake came through with a game to tangle race. And a fat jig of some bubonic product that made me choke. This ain't no joke, I had to back up off of it and sit my cup down. Sangaree and chronic, yeah, I'm up now. But it ain't no stopping, I'm still popping. Dre got some from the city of Compton to serve me. Not put a cherry on top, cause when I bust my nut, I'm raising the box to cock. Don't get upset, girl, that's just how it goes. I don't love you, cause I'm out the dope, and I'll be. are back to the extra point show <laughs> i'm only laughing because y'all it goes down in the uh facebook comments uh <laughs> it, it goes down in the facebook comments uh on these breaks uh shouts out to everybody checking in on facebook live dropping that football heat the extra point show got some they it's some killers in the in the comment section. They know they football. They're passionate about their football. They're passionate about their teams. And it gives me energy. I love it. Thank y'all for checking in. Thank y'all for everybody that's listening on FBRN.us. Um, it's been a while since I told somebody to shut the hell up. But we got two worthy recipients today as we close out the show. The first one, Pat Riley. He says, I hope that quarterback took out a big insurance policy. <laughs> What's in your wallet? Um, Pat Riley. Oh, Pat Riley. Oh, slick back hair yourself. I'm going to need you to shut the hell up, sir. With all due respect to you, Patrick uh, Riley, you got to shut the hell up. Did you hear what he said the other day? And you know I'm not having this kind of slander. He's going to come out of his mouth and have the nerve to say that the Lakers championship this year should have an asterisk beside it. I'm sorry. Say that again one more time. He said that the Lakers uh, championship should have an asterisk beside it because of the bubble. Um, okay. So wasn't your team in the finals as well, uh, uh, Pat Riley? What, 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 didn't LeBron beat your team, the Heat, in the finals? Why do I feel like that if the Heat would have came back and beat the Lakers, that he would not be coming out of his mouth saying that the championship deserves an asterisk? Quit being a sore loser, man. LeBron came down there, gave you four good years, four finals appearances, two MVPs, two finals MVPs. 
put you back in legendary status, and then he went on back to Cleveland, and now he's in La La, making La La title town. Just, just appreciate them four years and get on somewhere on up the street and shut the hell up. My gosh, he, you, he's one definitely. Number two, oh my God, Dabo Swinney. Oh, dab on him. Dabo Swinney, uh, Clemson's head coach. Oh, I'm going to need you to shut the hell up, sir. I'm going to need him to shut all the way the hell up. I get so sick of his whining and complaining. Um, after their squeak, narrowly squeaked by victory last week against Syracuse, where they kind of pulled away at the end, but during the game they looked kind of lethargic and, 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 and they looked kind of like, like, they, like they were just, just sleepwalking through the game. After the game, the Clemson press got on that ass and was asking him about why they didn't look prepared, why they looked sluggish, and he starts crying and whining about, am I in the right locker room? Am I at the right press conference? I mean, the last I checked, it looks like we won. Um, but, you know, we, um, this, this, and that, that. Why y'all always banking on us? Why y'all always this? Why? Because you play a soft schedule, that's why. You know that, Clemson. We know that. The world knows that. The world knows that you don't play an SEC or a Big Ten schedule. Hell, you don't even play a Big 12 schedule. So you're going to have to you're going to have to win by style points to impress us. And when you let these little Midland ACC teams get all in the cracks of yo, you know what? We're going to come down on you. Don't try that sympathy stuff with us. A win is not just a win when you're the only ranked team in your whole conference. Now, Rob says Trevor Lawrence had COVID. That's why uh, they were <laughs> <laughs> them early symptoms. <laughs> they better watch out and beat BC this week because we're not going to give you no COVID asterisk. If y'all lose this game, you're out the running, Clemson. You're out the running. Now, let's get on to some picks. Because, you, know, you know, I know y'all ballers out there got a little something to spend. Uh, y'all got a little something to spend, so I'm going to help you out with that. All right, we're going to start in Buffalo. We got the two and four Patriots going to the five and two Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a four point favorite. I like Buffalo and the four points. Go ahead and book that. We have the Tennessee Titans at five and one, two and oh on the road going to the one five and one hapless Bengals. Tennessee is a six point favorite. I expect them to cover by at least a touchdown. Go ahead and book them. We have the Raiders versus the Browns um, in the early slate. The Raiders are a two-and-a-half-point underdog on the road. I like the Raiders to cover. Cleveland can't beat nobody but uh, but the bad teams. So I like the Raiders to come in there and get it done. We have the 4-2 and two Colts, who's just a game behind Tennessee. Good Lord. They're a three-point road favorite over Detroit. I like Indianapolis to go in there and cover that spread against the 3-3 three and three Lions. Uh, the Vikings, the one in five surprisingly garbage one in five Vikings. Um, they are on the road against the Packers. They so garbage, just not even a line on the game right here. But I got the Packers plus give them the points. Whatever the points are, I like the Packers. In the biggest mismatch of the game, the day, we have the 0 and 7 Jets at the 6 and 1 Chiefs. Kansas City is a 19 and a half point favorite. Is that too many points, y'all? Is, is is that he said he wasn't asked the match? Is that too? All right, Marcus, get your two your two pennies. Is 19 and a half points too many points for a professional game, even if it is the defending champion Chiefs against the worst team in the league in the Jets? 20 points? That's a lot of points. Who's brave enough to take the Jets 
and the 19.5. Anybody want to take that to? Oh, Mike says Chiefs cover. <laughs> Excuse me. That's a lot of that's a lot of points to cover though in the NFL game. I'm wondering if the Chiefs take the you know turn off the brakes in the second half on that. All right, we'll see. Um, also, Tua Tungavaloa makes his debut at home, hosting the Rams. The Rams are a three and a half point road favorite. I like the Dolphins to cover at home. Uh, Rams have been playing lights out though, but I like the Dolphins to cover at home in that one. Um, we have the game of the week: the six and zero Steelers at the five and one Ravens. Baltimore is a four point home favorite. Really? Mm. Pittsburgh has been playing lights out, but I think the the these teams split and the home team carries. So I like the Ravens, but maybe by just a field goal. Maybe uh, Buckner hits a field goal, a walk off field goal. I'm a little nervous about the four points. I like the Ravens to win, but if I had to lay down the spread, I'll take the Steelers in the four points. Uh, in the late slate, we have the two and four Los Angeles Chargers at the Broncos. No line there. I like the Chargers to cover on the road. Um, the Saints, 4-2 at the 5-2 Bears. Big game in the NFC. New Orleans is a 4.5-point road favorite. No Michael Thomas again this week. Oh, I like the Bears to cover that. I like the Bears to cover that. I think that's going to be a close game. The Saints, um, they're a much different team on the road on grass than they are at home. Um, we have another big game in the late slate in the NFC. We have the 4-3 um, San Francisco 49ers versus the 5-1 Seahawks. The, Seahawks. the Seahawks are a three-point home favorite. I like the Seahawks and the points. In the night game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. In the toilet bowl, actually. Let's just call it what it is. We have the 2-4 and four, and the 2-4-1 and one Eagles. A nine-point home favorite over the 2-5 and five Cowboys. Cowboy fans, go ahead and call up your bookie in the, with the points. Dallas is going to lose this game more than likely, but I think Mr. Danucci, you heard him, Danucci. I think he keeps this game within the, the point spread with some garbage points late. Take the Cowboys in the nine points and go get a head start on getting them Christmas toys out of layaway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And finally, on uh, Monday Night Football, we have the Giants, the 1-6 Giants hosting the 5-2 uh, Buccaneers. Take the Buccaneers and the points. Uh, Tom Brady on national TV. Oh, he's going to go for the jugular. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's my time for the day. My mama says Cowboys for the W. Shouts out. Shouts out to, to AP Colton. Shouts out to Rob Espinosa, Damian Colton, Marcus Stone, Langston Moore, Michael Ha. So, shouts out to everybody that was checking in. On the first live video today thanks for everybody checking it out thanks for duke for um for setting up the facebook live page shouts off to everybody on fbrn.us it's your boy pl culture i will see y'all next week i am out of here Extra, extra, you can read all about it, but let my boy PL tell you about it. Extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point, extra point, yeah, yeah, extra point.